Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the lead pastor here. And I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Here at Ridgeview Church, this begins the start of the Christmas season. I love this season personally. I love all the different things uh, that remind me of the fact that God came here to this earth. I love the time spent with family. I love the opportunity to give gifts and to receive them and to express really the love of God and kindness uh, to others. Uh, This season also can be filled with much anxiety. Have you found out that sometimes Christmas, have you discovered that it just seems like it's more stressful than other seasons? And there's times where we can be running around doing all sorts of things and we forget to maybe pause to reflect on what this season is all about. And so this series that we're going to have over the next four weeks is called God With Us. Those three words I want us as a church to focus on, to remember, for really to be the reminder of who God is. He's God and he's God who is with us. That's what represented in the story of Jesus, the Christmas story, his birth. And that's what we are going to be focusing on each week. As we do focus on the fact that God is with us, we're going to be taking kind of a look at why is that significant in maybe different stages of life. Today's message is called Through the Valleys. A valley represents hard things. It represents things that we'd rather not face. And so how does God with us make a difference? In the valleys, how does the fact that Jesus came make a difference with what we're facing here and now? And so I hope this is helpful to you. I also want to encourage you over the next few weeks to invite friends and family to watch online, invite them to come to church at the park. God works in this season in mighty ways, and He may have you in a perfect position to invite people in your life. So I'd like you to think about that as well. Uh, Every week I want to read this scripture, which represents the overarching idea of this series. And here it is in Matthew 1, 23. And it says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, it's easy to remember God is with us when things are going well. When life is together, oftentimes you can remind yourself, yeah, God is so good. God is so good because my family is healthy. God is so good because I still have money in the bank at the end of the month. God is so good because I have a job. God is so good because I'm confident of my present looking into the future. But what do we do when maybe things aren't good? What do we do when there's actually hard things that we face? And that's what today is all about. In the valleys of life, when things aren't together, When things feel overwhelming, when things fill fill us with, with fear, how do we remember that God is still with us? And if you're like me, uh, life can be very much like good and bad days, and that's life. We're a mixed bag. We have good motives, we have bad motives, we have good circumstances, we have bad circumstances. And there's something in us that we obviously always want things to go well, but we know that that's not how life works. There's a sense in us where we, we always want to kind of be in this mountaintop of life where we're just, we're over and in control of, of everything and, and it feels good. But again, that's not how life is. And so I want to start with this idea and then expound on it. And it's this, we may enjoy God on the mountaintops when things are going well, but we get to know him intimately 
in the valleys. There is growth that you can experience in life when things are really hard. There's growth that you can experience when you're waiting, when things have not happened yet that you hope will happen. You can experience growth when you just feel like you're at the end of yourself. Again, all of us, we love the mountaintop when life is great, but you can actually get to know God in a real and personal way, in an intimate way, where He really comes through for you in the valleys of life. Last week for Thanksgiving, I spoke on Psalm 63, and today we're going to spend some time in another psalm as we kick off this series, and it's Psalm 84. And I want to focus on verses 5 through 7. And this is this idea of how does God work in the hard things, in the valleys? Here's what it says. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose heart are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now, there's maybe a lot of references there or ideas that can seem a little foreign. So I want to kind of break this down. Specific here is is this idea of this valley of Baca. And the valley of Baca that the psalmist is writing about represents the valleys that, that we face. And so the Valley of Baca was, was likely related uh, to a tree, a very similar spelling in the Hebrew language. This tree would actually ooze out sap. And if you walk by this tree, uh, people would say it, it's like weeping. The sap is just oozing out of it. And it looked like the, the tree was crying. And so when they talk about this Valley of Baca, it's this idea of like when we are faced with times in life that just kind of bring tears to us, when we're faced with things that we don't even know how to comprehend or process, and the pain or the loss just oozes out of us, it's like this Valley of Baca where the sap just oozes out of the tree. Another way of saying it is like this is the Valley of Weeping or the, the Valley of Tears, the Valley of Loss. Anytime you see a valley mentioned and referenced in the Bible, that's the analogy. That's kind of the word pictures that we sense. It's the valley of of life not being altogether yet. It's the valley of, of things that just aren't what we hoped they would be. Now, as you think about Christmas, this isn't usually what you want to start with. God with us, and oh, we're in the valley of weeping. But you know, this brings a lot of comfort to me because... God with us in the valleys reminds us that nothing we face in this life, nothing that you're facing right now is beyond the care and concern of God. He sees you and he knows you. He loves you. And the psalmist begins, and I want to kind of focus on this again, on this idea. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. There's a strength all of us can have knowing what to do in a situation, knowing how to do it, maybe knowing how to align our resources to get to our goals. But there are certainly so many things out of our control. When our strength runs out, and the picture here is, is you need something to continue to give you strength. And what the psalmist is saying is that that's God himself. A year and a half ago, our van that we had for many years, alternator went out. And I remember driving on the freeway and I'm pressing the gas, the accelerator, and all the lights are flashing and the van is revving and going, and I'm starting to drive and I'm realizing like I am losing power. It's malfunctioning. The computer inside the van is is freaking out. 
had to pull alongside the road, had to get it towed. It was done. Had to fix the alternator and it lasted for about one more year before we finally sold it. And in that moment, when I was driving in that van, as the alternator was malfunctioned, the van was stopping. It kind of reminds me of this valley picture. There's a sense in which everything can be together and in an instant, everything malfunctions. Everything we know has worked in the past no longer works. This has certainly been a year for us. This has certainly been things that are trying on us in so many different aspects. And so the idea in scripture is blessed are those whose strength is in you, where you realize your own computer, your own power, your own alternator no longer works. You need the help of God. And we're not created to be independent. We're not created to have strength in ourselves. We're created to find strength in God. He made us. And so that's why you're blessed. And so this blessed is this, this idea of this completeness, this, this happiness, this joy. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Where they realize their own strength has run out, they have you as help. I love the New Living Translation of this verse as well. Check it out. It says this, What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So I love that. We're on this pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Jerusalem represents the city of God where he will come through, where you will be able to find him. But what the psalmist is saying is when you set your, your mind on this pilgrimage, it's a reminder that God is with me right now, even as I head in the direction of him. As I look to him for help, he is with me. We may be in the valley, but we're going to the city of refuge. We're going to God who will ultimately come through. One commentary said this related to this scripture. It says, to get to the city of refuge, you have to travel through the valley of tears. And that's what we're talking about. This idea of there's things that we can learn in the valleys that we can't anywhere else. It's this idea of when you are desperate for God to come through, and he does, you've learned a lesson in that hard time that you usually don't learn when you're on the mountaintop and everything is together. Have you found that for yourself? I remember in my life, it's in those trying times where I just did not know the answer. I didn't know how God was going to come through. When we were trying to have kids and it took us such a long time, we didn't know if we were going to be able to have a family and there was so much doubt and anxiety, that was a valley that we faced. But as we kept turning to God for help, he came through and I got to experience this, the refuge that comes through going through the valley of tears, the valley of pain, the valley of of loss. For so many, the valley is a pathway to the place of peace. This is what the psalmist is saying. You want the place of peace? Oftentimes it goes through the valleys where you realize how much you depend on yourself, where you realize how much you think you know it all. In the valleys, it kind of strips us of those things where it kind of wrings us out of our own self you know, control, our own self-reliance. And we begin to realize like, man, in this valley, I need God. And so what you fix your mind on in those valleys is so important. That brings to another point. Your current situation may be in the valley, but your mind can still be set upon God. So you can be in the valley, but your mind can still be set on the God who is your refuge. Check out verse six. Read it again. It says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of spring. In other words, 
this place that they're finding themselves in the valley is not the final destination. There's actually this, this place of spring that's going to come, that, that God is going to come through. He's going to hear me. He's going to answer me. And when you're dry and where you're hurting, you can make room for the presence and provision of God. The reason I say that is the actual, the King James Version, in, in the version I'm saying, when they, they pass through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of spring. The King James Version of the Bible, which is an older version, and it's very literal, it says, they make it a well. When you make a well, you make a well to collect water. You build a well before the rain has come, but you know you need to build it so that when the rain does come, the water will be collected there and you can now drink of it. You can find refreshment, but there's no refreshment in the building of it, right? You're tired. You're thinking, why am I doing this? I, I, I sure hope the rain is going to come. And the psalmist is saying this, when you're passing through the valley, you will build a well knowing that as you ask God for help, his presence and his provision will come. So I just want to give you just a moment to think. As we're talking about the valley, as I'm mentioning these things, what's coming to your mind with the things that you're facing? Just take a moment. What's coming to your mind? Are there some things that you're facing right now that you're thinking, man, I really am in the valley? And I just want you to stop and pause and identify that. What are some ways with those things that you can build a well? And you build a well by you ask God for help. You build a well, you turn to him. You don't go to other people. You don't go to other circumstances. You don't get off track, but you, you build this well and you say, God, I need your presence and I need your provision. What are some of those things? Maybe you're stuck in family life and you're trying to raise your kids and you feel like you're just not sure how to do it. And you just need to pray and you need to ask God, God, I want to base my parenting on your word. I want to do things your way. And you need to just ask God for help in that. It could be uh, with some health concerns that you have and you just need God to heal you in some ways and you need to ask God for that. There could be some ways where you're just feeling alone and isolated and you really need to, to feel the presence of God and the peace that comes from that. You need to turn and ask him for that. And all these ways is how you make this well. You build this well and you say, God, with your presence and with your provision, will you fill it? And you do that during the valley. And that's why blessed are those whose strength is from God. And then in the middle of this valley, you can make a place of a spring. So what are those things in your life where you need to build a well? God, I need you to come through. And I just want to encourage you, take the time uh, to think uh, through that. This was actually the way that Jesus related to many of the followers at the time. And his mo you know, motive a lot of times was really to test people's heart. And it's, I want you to, to show me your faith and then I'll show you my faithfulness. And that's what God does here and now. He wants to see your faith, that you believe that he will come through, that you will do what he wants, regardless of what you're facing. That's the power of God with us. That's the power of Jesus being here. He will show his faithfulness as we show our faith. And you may think, well, I just, I don't have faith. I've lost faith. Well, in the middle of what you're facing, you either continue in your own way or you just ask God, God, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what needs to happen, but I need you. And in that moment, you begin to show faith because you asked God. Jesus, as he was healing people, uh, he ran into somebody who had a, a withered hand. And Jesus could have said anything like, you're healed. 
and they would have been healed. But he says, stretch out your hand and I will heal it. So this man with a withered hand stretched out his hand and Jesus healed it. Now, what we don't know is what would have happened if he didn't. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't even want to show people this withered hand. I, I keep it hidden. I don't want anybody to see it. And so Jesus was testing this man's faith. Will you stretch your hand out so I can heal it? In another instant, there was a man who couldn't walk for 38 years. Jesus just didn't say it. In my power, you are healed and then go on his way. He actually says, get up, take your mat, walk. You show me that you believe I can make you walk and it will happen. This is what the psalmist is saying. In the middle of the valley, when you just want things to change, you have to have a sense and faith that God will do it. Now, it doesn't always go according to our plan, according to our own timing. But there's a sense which I'm going to build this well. I'm going to turn to you and make place for your presence and for your provision. Now, I love how the psalmist continues. So in the middle of this valley of Baca, the valley of loss, the valley of tears, we make a place of springs. We build a well for God to come through, for him to fill it. And then notice it goes on. It says the autumn rains also cover it with pools. That's God's faithfulness. As we show our faith, God shows his faithfulness. And he fills it. The wells that have been built, it's like covering. They're covered with pools of his provision and his presence. When we dig the wells, God fills it. And this is what's represented in this fact that Jesus came. We need him. All of creation has longed for him. Everyone has awaited for the Messiah to make everything right. For things that are broken to, to be made whole again. But it's in the middle of this valley where we're reminded that God truly is with us because Jesus came. Now notice how the psalmist continues in verse 7. It says, They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now this strength that's talked about is not our own strength. It's not our own independence. It's not our own resources. They go from strength to strength. They go on God's strength. In the middle of my weakness, God is made strong. In the middle of my darkness, God provides light. In the middle of my season of trouble, He can be my joy. I can go from strength to strength. There's this strength that's, that's multiplied and multiplied and multiplied because God is here. He is with us. In the middle of pain, He will comfort me. The psalmist is reminding us that there was a man named Jesus who would come. And then as we look back now, we see that he did. And his name is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the living word. He's the one who became flesh in the person of Jesus. He is the sinless son of God. He loved and reached out to us, all who are hurting and broken and lives were torn apart as we're all in the valleys of loss. And you may not be in a valley right now, and you may be a little bit on the mountaintop, but, but there'll be a time when, when you will be. And you may be in the valley right now, and you're just so desperate. And you're so longing for, for God to come through. And he's never left you. God is with us, and he is here right now. He came, and he lived a sinless life. He came, and he healed, and he taught with authority. He loved 
despite our sin. And we can be made whole again, not because of our own strength, but when we look to God and he's our strength, we can find mercy, we can find grace, and we can find peace. And so I want to encourage you with what you're facing. As you've identified it, as you've thought about it, and you may be built a wall, this is where I need God's presence, and this is where I need his provision. I want to encourage you, just admit to God that you need his strength. If you've never committed your life to Christ, and this is resonating with you, and you sense God speaking to you, today you can decide. God who sent Jesus to be with us is the same God who sent Jesus to save us. And if you've never yet committed your life to Christ on the connection card, let us know that you're interested in receiving more information about how you decide to follow Jesus, how you surrender. And that's what it is. To become a Christian means you surrender your life and you you come to the realization that you need him to lead you. Since he's with us, you need him to lead you forward. So if you've never done that, you can do that today. As I wrap up, I want to give you uh, some next steps as well. And maybe that first one is just, I need to commit my life to Christ. I need to stop doing things on my own in the middle of these hard things and I need him to come through. And here's some other next steps. First is just read and meditate on Psalm 84 this week. As you read it, just kind of allow the words to speak to you. You'll notice oftentimes my next steps are to encourage you to get into the word yourself. And that's what you need to do. If you're in a valley right now, whatever you're facing, get into the word of God. Let God speak to you. It guides you. It's a light on your path. It leads you forward. It lets you know how to navigate. So take some time to do that. If you don't have a Bible on your connection card, let us know and we will send one to you. The second next step is identify an area in your life where you need to dig a well. Where do you need to trust him right now? What is overwhelming you, weighing on you, where you need to say, God, I need your presence here. I need your provision. Let us know. We want to pray for you. And then this next step we we had last week, and I want to continue it this week, our Christmas service coming up December 20th. We can't wait to share the fact that God is with all of our community here. They're not alone. God is with them. And so I want to encourage you to continue to pray for three people you can invite to our Christmas service on 1220. Do you know how many people right now in our cities are in the valley where they just feel alone and they feel like life has beaten them up? They need the message and hope of the Christmas story that Jesus came and is with us and he saves us. So I just encourage you, think through some people who you can pray for and who you can invite. Thank you so much for joining us. I encourage you to come back next week to watch with us as we continue. And think through some people that you can invite. And if you're ready to come to church at the park, bring somebody with you. It's so fun to see God continuing to grow and expand our church. I can't wait to see what he does over the next few weeks as we enter into this Christmas season. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being with us for sending your son, Jesus, who even in the valleys that we face, he is guiding us forward and giving us the strength that we need. So God, I pray for people right now who are just experiencing just some valleys and and they, they need you to come through. Will you just help identify them, just what they need to do, how they need to turn to you, maybe the things that they're relying on instead of you and, and, and just make that really clear. God, we also pray for our events and our Christmas service, that that you'll be honored, that people will see hope in you, 
that they've been looking for everywhere else in this season that we'll see people come to know you for the first time. Thank you for being with us. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, we pray. Amen.